Blog Talk Radio. Corruption. Racism. Xenophobia. White supremacy. Healthcare protections hanging by a thread. Law enforcement encouraged to commit acts of brutality. Peaceful people being separated from their families. And at the helm, a man beholden to Russia who is so unhinged that his actions could actually lead us to nuclear war. Join Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. Together we must stand against the destruction of this country and the ideals we hold dear. Before it's too late. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-803-4131. That is area code 914-803-4131. You can also join us in the chat room on the show thread at blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan and leave your comments and questions there, and I'll try to <coughs> respond to them. And if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always list, leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc either on the uh, show thread at liberaldan.com, facebook.com slash liberaldan, or at liberaldanradio on Twitter. Just to remind you, I'm also going to be continuing doing my anchor podcast, the minicast, if you will. And I, hopefully maybe we'll get one of those done sometime before the end of the weekend. It's been very busy. Lots of goings on uh, in my life between uh, being sick and my writing class that took place on the uh, – Wednesday instead of Thursday, and I couldn't really find a time to to fit that in. And then I think last Wednesday there was something else that was just interfering, or maybe that was last Wednesday. Everything is kind of merging in together. Plus, my son, oldest son, broke his arm in school, so lots of shenanigans going on, and not enough time for me to get focused on some of the podcasting issues. So. I want to go ahead and do another one today and just continue on for the future. I went to a um, gluten-free uh, event. My wife has celiac, and so she, uh, whenever we can find gluten-free things to go to, it's always good. And we went to one, and one of the things that they had was a raffle. You could buy either five bucks a ticket or four bucks, uh, for five for five for twenty. So I got five for 20. I figured I'd try and get Cassie some stuff. Maybe get some me some stuff too. And turns out I won two out of the five raffles. One of them, I uh, was the only person that entered the raffle. So because I saw no one was in there and it was like a $350 a month long package to get my face uh, um, social media uh, contract for a month. So I'm like, all right, well, let's, let's give it a shot. They'll see. And, uh, maybe I'll start that up next month. I don't know. It's, it's already halfway through this month almost. And um, next month we will be having the Super Tuesday and everything else. So it might be good to start that start that up next month to see if I can get some more exposure. And who knows? Maybe it'll work and maybe it'll start launching my podcast and being something bigger and better than hope, than I ever thought it could be. Or maybe not. But we'll see. Um, I hope it's the former. And I also managed to win like a month's supply of uh, keto food uh, that's also gluten-free. Uh, so, and that's like a $450 buy. I won almost $800 in worth of prizes simply from just showing up and eating some gluten-free uh, stuff. And it was especially king cake. And it was very interesting what, and very creative how some people are able to do and, and create these things that, you, know, you never quite get everything exactly right. You're never going to match the, the taste and the texture and the consistency of a king cake or really almost of anything of that's breaded-like. Um, although there's some things that come close. There's, I had some fried chicken strips at a restaurant, both in the same restaurant, 
uh, chain, one in Atlanta, one in Chattanooga, managed to get they, their their stuff was amazing, and it was we were I want one of them down here. I even emailed them like, what do we need to do to get you down here because this is really good stuff. So a lot of people are doing a lot of good, interesting, creative things with gluten-free products, and maybe maybe I'll discuss it once I have a little more on the show, but. It was just interesting that you know won all that won all those prizes just for just a well let me throw in twenty bucks can't hurt I'll support the cause and I wound up getting more than I expected so first and foremost let's start off by talking about uh, the end of impeachment uh, the impeachment process and one of the things I really wanted to talk about last week if I was able to pull off the podcast was the fact that you have so many GOP members. Just jumping the shark. You know, I've talked about jump the shark politics before. Um, and and a lot of the times I've, I've, I've said that about some of my fellow liberal folks who just go overboard with it. And, and there might be something I talk about later on in the show, too. A lot of the people that uh, make up manufactured conspiracies about uh, what's happening to Bernie. Dun, dun, dun. If you follow me on Twitter at Liberal Dan Radio, and and you were and you were following along last night, you would have, there was there was a candidate who is running for Congress out in California, and she is not she 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 is not all there. I mean, it's she posted this picture of and um, MSNBC and the screen, and it had on top of the screen it said number two Pete Buttigieg, number three Amy Klobuchar, number four. Warren, number five, Joe Biden, et cetera. I see they're ignoring Bernie Sanders again, just with a picture. I'm like, are you sure they were ignoring him or were they just scrolling up to see who else was below the half a head that you could see of Joe Biden? And I went and I found a video on MSNBC's, MSNBC's Twitter page and it, I was able to take a screenshot of them showing Bernie Sanders on the top and then them scrolling, so them showing Pete Pete Buttigieg on top, and I then shared the video just to explain to them, look, this is ridiculous. And while you know you may think that there's some media bias there, and there 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 could be a discussion over whether or not there is media bias against Bernie Sanders. Um, oh no, they're not talking about him. They're talking about Amy Klobuchar who finished in third. Well, Amy Klobuchar finishing in third in New Hampshire is bigger news than Bernie Sanders winning New Hampshire. Bernie Sanders won New Hampshire last time. Bernie Sanders was expected to win New Hampshire, and he won New Hampshire. It's not very newsworthy. Yeah, I mean, they're going to say it. They're going to bring it up. They're going to show the vote totals. They're going to consistently do that. But when Amy Klobuchar was not expected to finish in the top four and finish the third, you know, that's something. And something deserving of Following, but we're going to talk more about that later. Let's 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 go back to the impeachment and, and jumping the shark, jump the shark activism. Susan Collins voted to allow more people to speak. I guess to have more witnesses, but she voted no. She felt Donald Trump learned his lesson. What kind of fool do you have to be to think Donald John Trump? learned his lesson when it came to impeachment. How shortly after, I mean, it wasn't very long after the impeachment that he stuck his nose into the Department of Justice trying to sentence one of his cronies for nine years. And oh, no, that's too, that's too long. And as soon as he tweeted out, oh, it's too long, it's too long, they went and changed it. He didn't learn his lesson. He's continuing on with the same corrupt practices. But if you don't think that is jumping the shark, you don't think her ridiculousness of, oh, Donald Trump learned his lesson. No, he didn't. Marco Rubio. Lil Marco, as Donald Trump used to call him. And that's one thing I don't quite get either before I start talking about what Marco Rubio said. All of the people in the Senate or in the House but these people mostly in the Senate, who Donald Trump just used these childish attacks, Lil Marco, Lion Ted Cruz, trying to suggest that Ted Cruz's father was the what, uh, one of the 
Rose. I forget which one. But all of these name calling that he did of everybody who he ran against, and all of these people are now bending over for Trump, all wanting, lining up to kiss the ring, all kissing his orange ass just because they're afraid if they stand up and up and oppose him that they're going to get attacked and they're going to get primaried and they're going to lose their jobs. Rubio said, impeachable actions don't necessarily mean a president should be removed. I d- a milk of what? Say, say what? I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. Oh, damn it! I should have said Shirley. You can't be serious, and I thought that that was the. Uh, I thought that that was included in my little clip. Oh well. Um. Guess that happens when I don't when I don't use that that clip enough. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, impeachable actions don't necessarily mean that a president should be removed. Just because actions meet a standard of impeachment does not mean it is in the best interest of a country to remove a president from office. Determining which outcome is the best interest requires a political judgment. No, impeachment is for removing bad presidents, period. There should be no politics involved in it, none whatsoever. The only person shockingly enough, who proved that he could, shockingly enough, remove politics. The thing is Mitt freaking Romney, who I'm not necessarily a fan of just giving him a nice little pat on the back. Thank you, Mitt. You did the... No, he didn't do a good job. He did what he was supposed to do. He, he took his responsibilities as a senator, his fiduciary responsibilities seriously, and he voted his conscience he voted what he felt was right and he voted to remove president trump and at least one charge the uh abuse of power which i can understand if you don't want to believe that that obstruction of congress is 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 not impeachable whatever it should be because it's still obstruction of justice it's just obstruction of congress instead but and I don't understand for the life of me why they didn't throw in the emoluments clause on all of the impeachable offenses. I mean, clearly he's violating the emoluments clause. Clearly. There's no way around it. Yet for some reason, some reason, they wanted to avoid that or not include that. Maybe they should have the votes. I don't know. At least put it up there. At least put it up there. But it has been said, and I I even suggested earlier that maybe we would get more votes to impeach, to convict on impeachment, that should should say, if these votes were taken in private. If we didn't have to get roll call votes on them and people could vote their conscience, I think more people would. There are even people who say that he would have been removed had they been allowed to say, look, we're not, we, we don't like this guy. He's not, he's not presidential. He is committing crimes. He is using this office to profit. And he is, I don't care what you want to say about him not taking a presidential salary because you don't need a presidential salary when you can profit off of the position, when you can go down to Mar-a-Lago all the time and golf and everybody that stays there uh, on behalf of the federal government, now has to pay Trump's own facility, Mar-a-Lago, money. You don't think he's profiting off of his office? You're a, I'm a bridge in Brooklyn, I'd like to sell you. I have lots of bridges all over the country that I would love to sell you. They're the best bridges ever. I would sell them to you, and you'll buy them. And then, you know, I'm not responsible for whatever happens afterwards. <sighs> so, yeah. That was impeachment and the jumpers of the shark. And again, nobody, nobody really believed that Donald Trump was ever going to get removed from office, especially within it when they weren't doing a secret vote. Absolutely not. There was no way in hell 
that Donald Trump was going to be removed. But had so just a couple more senators went ahead and said, you know what, this is this is wrong. He is violating the law. He's violating his oath of office. He's violating the Constitution. We need to remove him. He probably would have had a conniption fit if he would have had a majority of people voting to remove. But that would have been fun to see. I don't know if the results would have been all that fun. He might have started World War III. But because he's a little man-child and quite the baby. Anyway, let's go ahead and take the first commercial break. Uh, Come back. Take your calls, 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Day and Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. In a world gone mad, one progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show, mmm, yeah. Are you someone who is looking to get into the ride-sharing business, be it for a side hustle or a full-time gig? Are you currently a ride-share driver wondering how to increase your earnings? Are you simply a new rider looking for first-time rider credits? Head on over to RideshareDan.com for those first-time rider credits, sign-up bonuses for new drivers, and my tips and tricks to help you make more money in the gig economy. Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh, host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life, talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not-so-fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear, and no one else will. (laughs) Catch you on the tunes. Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. Now, talk about the primaries and the caucuses or whatever, and I might just go in random order about this. You know, maybe I should talk about Iowa first since it was first, but New Hampshire is the most recent in our minds, and Iowa was frankly a fuster clock. So (laughs) I'd rather just ignore Iowa for a second, although there's some things to be said especially with some Sanders supporters. 
Uh, problem with Bernie Sanders is not Bernie Sanders. I like Bernie. Again, I <clears throat> I have said before, and I'll say it again, that I've liked Bernie Sanders since well before he uh, – back when he had a 4% uh, – not approval rating, but a 4% name recognition – uh, back when no one really knew who he was. I mean, I did, and I would see the things that he would say in Congress. I would see the things, uh, articles about him, and I liked what he had to say. And uh, I have a feeling that for the vast majority of the uh, the vast majority of the people who are Bernie Sanders supporters, there's a lot of young people supporting Bernie. And and I, and I maybe I'm a hipster. Maybe maybe I'm trying to be like a pseudo hipster for saying this, but again. I've liked Bernie Sanders since before it was cool. That doesn't mean I, he's my number one pick. I really don't have a number one pick yet. I don't know who I want to support. I don't know who's going to make it to the Louisiana primary to begin with, or if the Louisiana primary is even going to be necessary by the time it rolls around. So, because that's the problem of living in Louisiana, you go late in the cycle. Uh, Super Tuesday will have come and gone. California is now on Super Tuesday, which is huge. That's a big change. I'm surprised because California State was last last time. And it didn't make sense to make California last. California probably should be, should be first. Um, California, New York. Boom, boom. Lots of diverse people. Lots of, you know, you, you get your real. Yeah, but, but I guess maybe they just want to give those other states a bone simply just to say, look, you know, you know we care about you too. And we're going to give you some, a little bit of say. But it is a bit ridiculous overall to start worrying about. I mean, you know what? If, if Yang Yang drops out a little earlier than I thought he might, I thought he might last at least till South Carolina. Um, but I was, I was having a discussion on Facebook with somebody about this, and they were all talking about a Warren needing to drop out. I'm like, Warren doesn't need to drop out yet, because and neither does Biden, and no, no one should even be talking about them. I mean, yeah, you could be surprised at the fact that. Warren and Biden have not done, have not met the expectations. I think everybody would have probably had Warren and Biden in, you know, second and third, you know, in New Hampshire, not fourth and fifth. Uh, The fact that both Buttigieg and Klobuchar finished ahead of Warren and Biden in New Hampshire was, was definitely shocking. So, but, but you have, South Carolina is a way different animal. Nevada is a way different animal. I mean, Nevada is the caucus, too, with the uh, caucuses are very undemocratic. I don't know why we still have them. It's ridiculous. But they have them, and they, you have to play by the game as it's played. You don't have to, you don't, you don't try and complain about that. We'll, again, we'll get to that in a second. But, you know, Biden will likely come out of South Carolina with a chunk of electoral votes. As I said, what there is. Um, town of one town in South Carolina, which is like the fifth largest town, had more votes uh, than the entire one congressional district, I think, in New Hampshire, because that's how they split them up. They don't do it. They don't do it just. You get a percentage of the vote. You get a percentage of the of, the, of these votes of the uh, delegates. It's you get delegates based on how you do in each congressional district, and then you also get votes based on how you do statewide overall. So. If you get 15% in one congressional district and you get like 10 in the other, you might get uh, one vote in the district, but you're not going to get statewide votes. And But if you get like maybe 30 in one district, you might get one statewide vote, maybe two. But it worked out where um, everyone got, was it nine, nine for Buttigieg, nine for Sanders, or six for Buttigieg, six for Sanders? I think it was nine and six, nine, nine and six. I think that's correct. Um, yeah, because 9, 18, and 24. I think it was 24 over, to, total votes overall. So, you know, it, it's far too early to be discussing um, who should be dropping out of those top. I mean, I don't know why Michael Bennett was in there, but I, I predicted that Michael Bennett was probably dropping out after the New Hampshire primary, and he did. Um, I was guessing that maybe Yang would drop out by South Carolina. Uh, he dropped out earlier. Again, he did the math. He said, look, he's a math guy. He bragged about being a math guy. And he said, there's no math here that lets me win. And he's like, I'm not going to sit here and try and get money, take money from people to do something that's mathematically impossible, which kudos to him. Where did his supporters go? I don't know. 
because there was a poll done saying that 50% of the Yang gang are not going to vote for the Democratic candidate. They might sit home. They might flip to Trump. Who the hell knows? I don't know what to do. Maybe they go third party. I don't know who's running third party at this point. Will somebody third party? Will it matter who runs third party? So again, who does Yang supporters go? And Yang supporters are so are definitely a small percentage of the overall thing. But again, again, small percentages matter because you have the the, win, the difference for the win in New Hampshire was small. The difference for the win in the presidential election. The difference for the win in Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, all of those, well, I think, I think it was 70,000 votes that, even though Hillary Clinton had 3 million more votes than Donald Trump, it was about 70,000 votes that caused her to lose the overall election. Not you, A little bit of votes can go a long way. And, which is something that's, again, going back to the Iowa caucuses, you had a situation where a lot of the we won Bernie even Bernie, and Bernie Sanders is is fueling some of this ridiculousness. If it was just the supporters, maybe I could just write it off as just okay. These are a few of the crazies, and everybody has their crazies, and just let him go. But because I've been arguing with some of the crazies on Twitter, ooh, I mean, I guess you shouldn't be surprised that there are crazies on Twitter. But yeah, I was arguing with with uh, some some definitely crazies on Twitter, and. And they start talking about, oh, Bernie won the popular vote in Iowa. Bernie won because on the first ballot, he won more. He won more votes than anybody else. Therefore, he won the popular vote in Iowa. That's not how it works. That is not how it works, people. It's ridiculous. First of all, First of all, the first ball after the first ballot, guess what happens? They then take all the people who are not um, they take the people who are not viable or whatever the word is, and then those people get to go other places and try and go somewhere else. Furthermore, Again, caucuses are not democratic, but the way the caucuses work, if you are able to get more uh, delegates, if you're able to get more delegates than the other opponent, it doesn't matter how many votes you have. Again, it, it's it's kind of like an electoral college. Again, and again, there's problems with the electoral college. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'll be critical of caucuses. I'm critical of the electoral college. It's not critical of the electoral college. My, my mind changed. But if Bernie Sanders wins bigger in certain precincts, but not enough to get an additional delegate, and Pete Buttigieg wins other areas and campaigns smart, that's how he gets more delegates. He got 26.2% versus 26.1%, even though Bernie Sanders did get 2,572 more votes or something like that. Something like that. 60, 68, maybe. Um, so it's like it's like the national polls. And, and they say, oh, well, Bernie Sanders could – is, is beating Donald Trump by so many points in this, in this national poll. And so is Joe Biden. So are all these other, lots of Democrats are beating Donald Trump, but it doesn't matter by what percentage you beat Donald Trump. Hillary Clinton beat Donald Trump by a percent, by a certain percentage point. Dude, the polling around election day was correct in how much she would beat him by. It was incorrect because it didn't predict her winning because you don't, Let's say Bernie Sanders has a lot of support in California. Let's say let's say he gets 90% of California. Unrealistic, but let's say that happened. Well, let's say 91%. Let's be a little more. All right, let's say he gets 66% 
of California. Well, guess what? Of that 66%, or of the 100% of all of the votes that are available, get 6%, 15% or so are not necessary. That's extra votes. That count that, that beat, drums up the totals, but it doesn't win you more electoral college votes. Now, let's say Joe Biden, for example, would win California, but win it by 55%. But let's say he might win another state that, that Bernie Sanders wouldn't. That's why people are saying, that's why he's polling high. That's why people question Bernie Sanders' Sanders' candidacy. Because it doesn't matter what your popular... It would, it would be great if we could just elect the president on the popular vote. It would be wonderful if we could do that. And don't call in and tell me that there's flyover states because if you go to liberaldan.com right now, you can find an article uh, about where I criticize, I think the guy's last name was Holland, some, some USA Today article. And somebody brought it back up the other day. He was talking about all of oh, and it brought up the typical flyover state argument. And I've talked about this before on the podcast in that you already fly over states. There's only about five to 10 states that matter in every election. Those states might change every election, but there's only five to 10 states that matter in every presidential election. Everyone else gets flown over. No no Republican is expecting to win New York state. No Republican is expecting to win California. No Democrat is expecting to win Wyoming or Montana or Idaho or North Dakota or South Dakota or Oklahoma or Nebraska. Lots of places that Democrats don't expect to win. And if you go and you look at the map of every place that Donald Trump had a rally during the 2016 campaign, you will see that he flew way over those states. He did not visit those safe red states. Now, it's possible that Hillary Clinton may have gone and, and went and gone to New York, went to go to California and try to help some congressional candidates out. Sure, she should have gone to maybe Wisconsin some more. She should have gone to, Minnes- to Michigan more. She should have gone to Pennsylvania more, and maybe Florida more too. But the fact of the matter is, is that it doesn't matter what percentage you have if you're not getting the correct percentages. Which, again, Louisiana's primaries are much later. I don't really necessarily know that I'm going to have any say in this presidential election whatsoever. But it's an important thing to think of. And, and, if, and if Bernie Sanders is going to start talking about how in you know, Iowa he won because he got more votes, that's not how you win. Not how you, he, Pete Buttigieg won. Iowa because he got more private, he got more delegates. If Bernie Sanders is again going to ignore the South during the primaries because the South has conservative Democrats, just like about the last time, ignoring uh, how Obama beat Hillary Clinton, he will prove to me right then and there that he's not worthy of my vote simply because he didn't learn his lesson. He's not doing what it takes to win. He's ignoring vital delegates. And and at that point, he'll prove to me that he's not going to do what he needs to do to win because he's going to ignore these southern states. Barack Obama didn't ignore the southern states. And I also foolishly questioned why he was campaigning in states that he couldn't win, and then he won North Carolina. And I'm the first one to admit when I'm wrong. It might take me a little. You you have to prove to me that 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 I'm wrong. That one. Barack Obama did a damn good job proving to me that I was wrong. I was wrong. Campaigning in the South won him more electoral votes because it won him North Carolina. And maybe, just maybe, if a candidate is smart enough to do that in this race, maybe maybe they can get another smart pickup too, a surprising pickup that nobody else thought might happen. And let's go ahead and take the next commercial break. And take your phone calls as well. That's 914-503-4131. That is 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.
Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But Budget Ears is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. In a world gone mad, one progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, Are you someone who is looking to get into the ride-sharing business, be it for a side hustle or a full-time gig? Are you currently a ride-share driver wondering how to increase your earnings? Are you simply a new rider looking for first-time rider credits? Head on over to RideshareDan.com for those first-time rider credits, sign-up bonuses for new drivers, and my tips and tricks to help you make more money in the gig economy. Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh, host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life, talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not-so-fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear, and no one else will. (laughs) Catch you on the tune. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. And again, if you want to join us in the chat room, it's at uh, blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. Uh, you go to the show and you look right below and there's the, there's the chat thread. You also can, if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. on the show thread at liberaldan.com on facebook.com slash liberal dan or at liberal dan radio on twitter now it's interesting this uh <coughs> the, the uh tactic that was used by bloomberg it was that he was not going to be getting into the race immediately and he was going to start on super tuesday now previously i don't know newt gingrich tried that tactic and failed miserably uh, because he started, I think he started from South Carolina, and then he couldn't even win his own state. Um, which, you know, I don't know, the only difference, I guess, one of the big differences between Newt Gingrich and, and Michael Bloomberg uh, is that Michael Bloomberg has much more money and can afford to spend a whole bunch of money on an election. Um, and he could, you know, Bloomberg has said that if he doesn't win, he's going to spend the money that he planned on winning. Uh, spending on his own election uh, to help somebody else. Now, again, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if I could trust Michael Bloomberg as far as I can throw him. But um, speaking of Michael Bloomberg, I did want to bring up this little bit and then discuss him a little more. This week's hypocrite of the week is Donald Trump, who criticized Mike Bloomberg for supporting stop-and-frisk policies when he was mayor of New York City. 
When running for president in 2016, Donald Trump supported stop-and-frisk policies as being necessary for safety and crime prevention. Way to have it both ways, Donald Trump. To see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune into Liberal Day and Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, so Donald Trump, he wanted, uh, he supported stop and frisk. He loves stop and frisk. He was even, I'm surprised that the Republicans that he won because you had all these conservatives who were pretty good Second Amendment folks. Uh, and Donald Trump's up there saying, we need to take these people's guns away. But then again, the NRA doesn't care about black people owning guns. The NRA only cares about sell, sales of guns. And again, there, there's some pretty funny videos where you have a, uh, uh, two white guys promoting gun rights, and then all of a sudden, here comes a black guy with a maybe an AK-47, and they're like, "Oh yeah, uh, yeah, sure," because they don't know how to handle the fact that now you have this black guy with guns. Uh, you know, and while I'm, you know, I'm for more regulation, obviously, uh, I, I think that we definitely need to eliminate the, the loopholes. I don't think you have a right to sell guns. Um, I, I'm not trying to take a gun away from a law-abiding citizen. If you're a law-abiding citizen, perhaps you might go through the extra step or two to, to, to help people be safe. Um, Donald, but Donald Trump wanted to, get, to, to do stop and frisk. And stop and frisk, racist says, all get out. Stop and frisk uh, policies would, uh, what, stop, I think, what, 95% were, uh, as Joe Biden referred to, black and brown people. Black people, Hispanic people getting hit, hit stop and frisk. Um, for no reason, it, it's the fact it's unconstitutional that anybody who's a conservative could get behind stop and frisk. You can't tell me that you support the Constitution if you support stop and frisk. Stop and frisk is ridiculous. But the fact that Michael Bloomberg supported stop and frisk makes me I, I have questions about Mike Bloomberg. And then the other video comes out with him talking about the people who get shot, 95% of them are criminals anyway, so why don't we care? It's not... uh, I'll say what I said somewhere else, too. I'm more than happy to have Mike Bloomberg spend his money to help somebody else become president. I don't want Mike Bloomberg to be president. Clearly, I I don't have anybody who I'm saying, yes, this is my favorite. Uh, Every time I take a political quiz, political quiz it winds up being warren who is the one that i support the most however i don't have a favorite i would be happy with warren i don't see myself as being more happy with warren over joe biden or bernie sanders um amy klobuchar if i had to rank them i'd probably put pete Buttigieg's last for several reasons i mean you can't he i mean he served as military you can't Donald Trump's going to have a hard time dealing with Pete on, you know, military type issues. I think Pete Buttigieg would rule him on that one. Problem with Pete Buttigieg is you poll all the Democratic candidates, and Pete Buttigieg ranks high in lots of those polls. And then you get to the to the minorities, you get to the African American vote. Black voters do not like Pete Buttigieg. It's like zero percent that like Pete Buttigieg. So. I have a hard time believing that he's going to be able to get. Now look, I am not somebody who you should get out and vote blue, no matter who, regardless of who the candidate is. And look, it's Pete Buttigieg, if it's Bernie Sanders, if it's Elizabeth Warren, if it's Joe Biden, if it's Amy Klobuchar, uh, if it's Tom Steyer, if it's Mike Bloomberg, I will get out and vote for them. On for my to be my next president, even though in Louisiana it doesn't matter. I will vote for them for president. But if I had to rank them, I had to rank the top five or maybe the top six, if you want to include Bloomberg in the top six, even though he hasn't ran anywhere yet, um, I'd probably put Pete Buttigieg fifth above Bloomberg if you're going to look at those six as being potential viable candidates. I don't know where I would rank everybody else in that list. Uh, the, the quizzes, again, tell me that it should be Elizabeth Warren that goes number one, uh, and I'm fine with supporting Elizabeth Warren. Uh, I'd be happy if she was the candidate. She'd mop the floor with him around every single debate if he decided to have the balls to 
actually debate her. That's actually word again, damn it. Um, I don't think beating Donald Trump in a debate is needed simply because of the fact that Hillary Clinton wiped the floor with him in every debate. And again, that didn't help her win. So the debates are a completely different animal. And I just, I just don't see Pete Buttigieg getting the support unless he does something much more quickly to, to improve his standing amongst black voters, Hispanic voters. He, would need, he needs to do a lot in order to convince me that he is a candidate who can actually beat Donald Trump and not just pull high amongst other people. Like, if Pete Buttigieg gets more votes because he's able to increase his support in Midwestern states because of his um, heartland, as he referred to it, <coughs> bona fides. So let's say he goes up to 45% instead of 35%. Or maybe he gets to 48% instead of 45%. Does that matter? Is it, who, who, again, who do I, why do I care if he can get a larger share of the losing vote than any of the other candidates would? Again, that, and those totals count towards the overall popular vote. So, again, you're not convincing me that you're going to be good if he simply can do that. I believe Bernie Sanders has a much better shot uh, of winning the, winning the Electoral College than Pete Buttigieg does. And Bernie Sanders is the Democratic Socialist, and he's going to be hearing the whole, he's a socialist, he's a socialist, he's a socialist every single freaking day and night on the news media. Even though, again, Bernie Sanders did give a great answer when he said about you know, being a socialist. He was like, I'm just a different type of socialist than Donald Trump. I'm the type of socialist that, that wants to give the power and, and the money back to the people, and Donald Trump wants to funnel all the money uh, to the businesses. And that's the type of socialism that he supports. And it was a good burn. It's not going to carry. Those conservatives aren't going to matter. They're not going to listen. Trump can do no wrong. They would never, ever admit being wrong. That's That's, again, one of the things that I don't understand that conservatives can never admit they're wrong because if they had to admit that they're wrong, they would have to then admit a mistake that they screwed over this country. So that's how you wind up with uh, support for ridiculous regimes for, for evil because people don't want to admit that they started supporting evil at the beginning. So they turn a blind eye to it and say, Oh no, everything's fine here. Nothing wrong. There's, there's that dog meme where the dog sit in the burning house. Everything's fine here. No, no problem. You know, Han Solo in the in the prison uh, level, the detention level. I'm sorry, the detention level. Uh, everything's fine here. How are you? Well, we're not good. <laughs> Speaking of how are you, um, during the um, during the uh, State of the Union, uh, which I, I, I forced myself to watch most of it. I actually fell asleep in the middle of it. <laughs> But I did force myself to watch it. At the very beginning, his cadence just reminded me of something very specific. It's like taxes are growing, uh, jobs are booming, whatever, whatever. And then I, all, I just heard that in his cadence, it just sounded like exactly like the cadence of Big Gay Al and South Park's Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. The politicians are lying to Texaco's drilling. Cancer is oh, it's the other way around. Cancer is killing. Texaco's drilling. The world has gone to hell. But how about you? And then oh, I'm super. Anyway, so I, with my phone, a very quick and dirty version of it. But with my phone, I was able to make that video and combine Donald Trump's uh, initial words. Uh, his initial comments. And then splice in. So if you want to go to, if you go to Atlantic Radio on Twitter and you go to my media link and you scroll, you have to scroll down a good bit because there was a bunch of the pictures that I, screenshots that I took uh, to try and prove it. And this, this, this person did not want to admit this Bernie Sanders supporting, uh, congressperson did not want to admit that she was wrong. Again, I said to her, I saw her the same thing. You were acting much like these conservatives who refused to admit they were wrong for supporting Donald Trump. You are 
you, you can't admit that you're wrong. You can't just sit back and say, you know what? Maybe I did misinterpret this screenshot that I took, or I did misinterpret this one picture that I took uh, showing Pete Buttigieg on second. So anyway, this, this is the video, or I, you can't hear it, um, but as he's talking, jobs are booming, income storing, poverty is plummeting, politicians are lying too, cancer is killing, Texaco's dribbit killing, drilling. What's going on? But how are you? Anyway, so because I'm sitting there and I'm laughing my butt off just hearing Donald Trump's cadence and just thinking Big Gay Al would fit there perfectly, and then I made the video and I was very happy with it. The only thing I wish I would have done, I cut off a little bit too much of the politicians are lying too, even though you can get it, and I should have put Rush Limbaugh over over the video when it says cancer is killing. Because, well, it is. And, oh, poor Rush Limbaugh, right? Yeah, no. I mean, Rush Limbaugh is the person who famously said that he's he follows what police officers say, so that's why he can breathe in response to the Eric Garner killing by the New York Police Department. Yeah, no, he can go bite my ass. I have no reason to, to be anywhere nice to him. He can rot in hell, for all I care. But also, you know, speaking of State of the Union, because they didn't really talk about that much either, um, a lot of people ripped me off. I don't know if they ripped me off, because they might not have even seen me say it. And maybe it was just such an obvious joke. But Donald Trump's like, and you, you're going to this failing public school, this government school. I'm sorry, he said government school, not public school, because he doesn't want to admit that it's a public thing. He wants to say it's government school, because government bad, according to Republicans. Oh, you get a scholarship and and you get your husband back and you get. I was I was just half expecting everybody to to have reach under their seat. Uh, you get a car, you get a car, everyone get a car. Donald Trump turned the damn state of the union into a game show. I wonder if that too. <laughs> Donald Trump's whole congratulations to Kansas City Chiefs. You represented the great state of Kansas. I was thinking of Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey announcing the wrong winner. He was like, that boy screwed up. Uh, of course, he did. He deleted it, and he said, uh, he, started, he said it was the great state of Missouri. Missouri. So you have to say Missouri. That's how they say it in, in, in the Missouri. It's, it's Missouri. So I just don't. Just to go back to the. So there's this one Sanders supporters that I mean he has like 14 followers and so I don't know why I even bothered engaging him. Let's unpin that one from the profile and then let's go back to the other. One. Let's pin my video up there. That'd be good. Anyway, so this guy, I mean, this, this, he was like, look, if if Bernie Sanders doesn't win the nomination, this guy flat out said that he's voting for Trump. And I just don't understand the concept that you can't claim to support Bernie Sanders and what he stands for and then vote for Donald Trump afterwards. Somebody said, oh, maybe they're one-issue voters. Well, your, your, your one-issue sucks then. Because you can't say, okay, I'm going to support Medicare for all, but if I don't get my way, I'm going to vote in Donald Trump, who's going to just disassemble any government protections on health care? Bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. I want my student loans paid off. And Bernie Sanders will write off all my student loans. And that's my issue. Well, if you didn't vote for Donald Trump, guess what? He's going to eliminate, he wants to eliminate the public student loan forgiveness program. Again, you can't, there's no, there's no middle ground there. Except for just, you know, you want people to shake things up. Again, and this other person, this is like, I was like, look, you need to turn the Senate blue and you need to push the House to the left. And if turning the Senate blue means you support a centrist Democrat for that 51st position to get that seat blue and have control of the Senate, you do it. It was like, no, that's just promoting Republicans, that just pushes the House, that just pushes the Senate to the right, 
That's just basically they're just electing more Republicans, even though they're Democrats and they're voting with the Democrat and they're caucusing with the Democratic Party. So you can have this the uh, the head of the Senate. You, have Senate, you can have Senate Majority Leader. You can decide what you know how things go on the Senate floor. This idiot, these idiots are just they want to cut their noses off to spite their faces. They want to that they would wash it and burn so they could rule over the ashes or like Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. And they're just, they're just not pragmatic. Oh, if they would rather have the Republicans control the Senate and if it meant voting for a Democrat for the Senate. Like I said, look, in Cities or in districts that are that are safe blue, I want to run more progressive candidates. There's a reason that all of the people I've had on this podcast so far are Bernie supporting progressive candidates. The reason why it's because that moves the party, that moves the house to the left. What also moves the house to the left? The house, not just the Democratic Party. But the House, if you have a Republican in the House who is in a non-safe district, who, who, is, who is at risk, and you run a centrist Democrat that's to the left of him, but not much, you're still moving the House to the left, even if you have to elect a centrist. I like the centrist. No. This person is like, no, that's just moving the Democratic Party to the right. It's not. It's not. You help by push by by taking a seat away from a Republican and moving it to a Democrat, even if it's a centrist Democrat, it's moving everything in the House to the left. And that's what you need to do. But these people don't have the will to do it, and 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 they they are willing to promote crazy conspiracy theories, like the one I argued with before. There's other ones like as well. They're willing to put all these crazy. They never learned their lesson from the boy who cried wolf. They never learned their lesson from Chicken Little or the sky is falling. You know, people don't want to listen to it anymore. Like there came a point in this conversation that I was having with this individual, and he said that Bernie Sanders does want to uh, ban abortion or something like that. And I was like, I got to the point though where I was like, this ass is just way too crazy. I am not dealing with him anymore. And later on, some other tweet, he's like, I bet you he's going to take this out of context. Uh, and it's not taking it out of context. He just had a typo. And but, it, but he had said so much other stuff that was ridiculous, like that he'd rather uh, vote if Bernie Sanders doesn't get the nomination that he's voting for Trump. You know, he said so much other ridiculous stuff to, to that level of ridiculousness. Guess what? I got tired of it and not to listen to anything else you had to say. So at the end of the day, okay, yeah, fine. You had a typo, whatever. That still doesn't negate all the other ridiculous stuff that you said. And there's a lot of I – mean, my wife, my wife's like, look, oh, she, she shrugs about Bernie Sanders. And I asked her what about it specifically like about Bernie Sanders, not like about Bernie Sanders. She was like, it's not even him. It's his supporters. It's the whiny, crazy – again, the people that – and some Bernie's somewhat to blame for it simply because of the fact that he's pushing these things like, oh, well, I won Iowa because I won the first round of voting. No, it's not how it works. Learn how the systems work and play within those systems and then work to change those systems later to benefit everybody else. If you could do that, you'd be a good president. But this is the end of Liberal Day and Radio Talk from the Left That's Right for this week. I will be back next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central right here on Blog Talk Radio. You can tune in between now and then you could follow me at liberal dan radio at twitter uh facebook on facebook.com slash liberal dan and at liberaldan.com and you can also follow my anchor podcast as well again till next week this is dan zimmerman with liberal dan radio talk from the left that's right